Hey everybody, Mike R here, one half of Hashtag 59, welcoming you back to another edition of our Hashtag 59 podcast. Today we have one special guest with Amy and myself, and we are going to be talking about cycling, specifically long distance cycling and multi-day bicycling events. Two wheels, not four, all over the world, cobblestone to the farm and highways of Iowa. It's a show you're not going to want to miss. Come join me, Amy, and Ian on the inside. Hey, everyone. Mike Rudd here with Amy K. Amy, what's happening? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Excellent. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Hashtag 59 podcast, where we discuss adventure in everyday places. We are a community of outdoorsy and adventure travel advocates, and today we're going to be discussing cycling and multi-day bike racing and events with Ian Richards. Ian, how's it going, brother? Good, good. Thanks Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show, man. I couldn't think of anybody else. I get my cycling intel and info from from Ian and the Richards (laughs) family in general. So Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, you guys know how it's going down. So let's jump in. So today we want to talk about, since the cycling season for most is not happening right now. There's a lot that's going to be coming out, though, over the next several months about next year's events. And I want to start with, as these 2019 cycling events, routes, tickets are being rolled out, what are you most excited for and what should people be considering participating in? I'm going to get started and then I'm going to turn it over to Amy and then Ian. I want to go on GOBA personally. For those who don't know what GOBA is, it is a week-long Great Ohio Bicycle Adventure that comes out every single year. It's in June. Okay. And it looks like a really, really neat route. It goes somewhere new every single year. That's what I'm really stoked about trying to figure out into my travel schedule this year. If I can spend a week biking around Ohio on the Great Ohio Bicycle Adventure. That's kind of cool. What do you got? Um, so I am not quite as into cycling, I would say. I only do it when I do triathlons and when there's beer involved. But Is there around... a different way to cycle? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's something called competitive cycling that I don't do. Um, but around here there's a big cycling race. It's every August and it's about two days, I think. It's called Pelotonia. So it's actually for, it raises awareness for cancer. So I don't personally participate, but I do support other people who are involved in it. And I've given every year it's, I do a maximum amount of money and whoever asks me first gets, you know, a portion of it. So Pelotonia is an amazing, amazing race. Ian, what do you have? Well, I suppose the obvious one living in Iowa is Ragbri, which is the registers annual great bicycle ride across Iowa. Nice. Week long ride. Last full week of July, and it always goes, started out, you know, the Missouri River to the Mississippi, so it starts always on the west side of the state and ends on the east side, and the route varies every year. I think it's the largest bike ride that's not like a competitive ride in the world as far as numbers and attendance, and it's a really, really great time, so that's one if anyone's never done, that's a good one to get off the bucket list. And I've actually had the honor of 
going with Ian on Rag mm -hmm. Rye for half a week. I'm really, I know I say this every year, I'm eyeballing to come along with you guys again. They get, <laughs> yeah, well, we'd love to have you. They get a bus, it's called Team Paradise, mm. and they go the whole week. And I think right now Ian's dad is trying to get Ian or one of those guys to take that bus over. Is that right? Probably. Yeah, I think he's looking to pass the torch. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's a big logistical nightmare in a way just because there's so many riders so many people figuring out where you're going to stay each night and showers i mean it's a big endeavor but it's a lot of fun and it's definitely worth it so and that's the good point to go into like the next question because i think we just you know these multi-day cycling adventures are experiences mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. really really neat experiences and there's opportunities to do them all over the world and you know, I've done Ragbri. Ian does Ragbri every year. My what dad, else? My dad did Ragbri. Your dad did what year? When did he do Ragbri? Back oh, in the seventies. No, 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 no. Eighties. No. Oh, 90s. it was like in the nineties. <laughs> okay. It was. He went away for a week, and he went yeah. and did that. So. So there's more cycling and bike racing events like these that you can do as a either you ride in or really see some pros do it as a spectator. I went. And did small cobblestone portions of this race called the Hell of the North is the nickname mm. for it. It's actually called Paris Roubaix. And Ian, you went to see that race, correct? Yes, I was fortunate enough to do that. I'm a big pro cycling fan. That's kind of my thing. And that Paris Roubaix, Paris Roubaix is kind of one of the big races in the pro cycling year. A historic race, really crazy one day race, and. I somehow swindled my wife into making it our honeymoon uh, <laughs> to going over to France and, yeah, seeing I mean, Paris it's your Bay. honeymoon, too. Yeah, it was our honeymoon. She had a chunk of it, and my chunk was going to this bike race. So I rode about two miles of it, and when we were on a beer cycling tour in Belgium and France, we ran through these cobblestone paths, and I can't believe the, do a race? the cobblestones of these riders ride on in one day and this race is when you watch the trailer which we have in the show notes mm -hmm. it is a people think of the tour de france mm -hmm. but this is where the real tough riders ride i think and yeah. what was your experience seeing that race in person Ian? and tell everybody a little bit yeah. you know in, a, in 30 seconds what is i mean it's nicknamed the hell of the north yeah so yeah, it's, it's just a one-day race, and it takes place in France, and it, they go over multiple sections of these old farm roads that are really rough cobblestones, and they keep them that way for a reason, basically to make the riders like have a nightmare. But yeah, I mean, finishing this race from a rider's perspective is a win. Like, a lot of guys do not finish just because it's too hard on them, they have flat tires or mechanical issues. And the roads are so narrow that their team cars, their support can't get to them in time. And so if you have a problem, your race is pretty much over with. So, yeah, it's really wild. I loved every second of it. So, Did you guys go to multiple spots? Yes. We paid to be kind of part of a program where you could go on a bus. So they took you to the start of the race. So you could see all the riders and teams kind of sign in. And then you hopped on the bus and followed the race to four different stops and got to get out and see the riders come by. And then it finished in at the end of the race, and it finishes in the Roubaix Velodrome. So we got to they set us off there, and we got to watch the end of the race. 
Fun fact about the velodrome on the beer cycle, mm-hmm. beer cycling tour, I got to ride it, and nice. we went. Was it pretty it. steep? It's pretty steep. I almost <laughs> fell, but I didn't fall. But we we were then in the football field or the soccer field that yeah. the velodrome is around, tossing frisbee. We had about thirty minutes, and I brought my frisbee along, like I do on all good travel experiences, yeah. nice. and I went racing after one that one of my buddies had thrown and another guy was riding on his bike and thought I was like two feet away from him when really I was 20 and this guy smacked it on the flat part of the velodrome. He had just ridden the velodrome and survived the velodrome. And then my friends Aaron Frisbee throwing me chasing after it like a goofball wiped him right out and yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't break a wrist or anything, fortunately, but I mean, his knees oh, no. were skinned and That's don't oops. ride your bike around me when I'm going for <laughs> to catch a disc. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's really neat, though. That's a really cool experience. And, and that's kind of a great reason why I wanted to talk a little bit about cycling. And to me, there's a community of the sport. I'd love to hear both your thoughts about it in that just I think it's all day. It's mm-hmm. a really long you don't just go ride two miles mm-hmm. when you're going yeah. out for a ride. I think in Ian's case, what he was talking about, you can knock each other over and hurt each other. But then there's the Peloton, which is like this really cool camaraderie of teams and riders. There's wind that comes at you and rain that something that doesn't mess up a run can really, really screw up, I think, a bike ride. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, you know, what do you guys think about like the cycling community and cycling as a sport in general? Amy's looking at me like she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't want to talk I mean, about I this. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not like into it as much. So that's why it's harder for me, I guess, to explain it. But I don't know. I what mean, you- I do understand just from seeing other people do Pelotonia, how inspiring it is, especially if you've had cancer to see all these people kind of come together to do one thing, which is to try and beat it. So that's always really inspiring and interesting. Yeah, and that's what I was going for from anybody. There's a lot of different ways in which people can get stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think being out there. And just seeing it. And seeing it or seeing thousands, whether it's thousands of people riding across Iowa or across Cobblestone in France mm-hmm. or... I found this really cool race, the Cape Town Challenge in South Africa, or riding a bus and camping out in people's strangers' homes Mm -hmm. every night like you do on Ragbri. I think there's just Mm -hmm. this community to it. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely say Ragbri gives you kind of a good example of that because there's just so many riders, all ages, all sizes, just riding out together. I mean, the road is totally closed and there's bikes everywhere. You're never riding alone on that ride for the seven days. And it's totally common to start talking to people. And I've talked to people from Australia, Alaska, you know, all over. And then maybe you go stop in a small town, sit in somebody's yard and have a beer. And, you know, like, I don't know. It's a really, really neat community, I think. That's where I think, too, with these multi, even Pelotonia, like Mm -hmm. one, two days, one day of that, you're out on the road. And that's something I think if you've never considered attending or training, for a ride there's something about the people the connections you make and you kind of just especially like multi-day rides i feel like you kind of just get accustomed to like being a little dirty mm-hmm. and your butt's gonna hurt <laughs> yep. and you're just gonna get up and ride that day yeah and that's what you're gonna do for the day and there's something 
to me, there's something peaceful and calming and serene about that where it's like, the only thing I have to do is put my butt back on the seat and ride 60, 70, 80 miles today and have a really good time connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, people ask me because that's kind of my summer vacation. It's like, why are you going to spend vacation to go ride your bike across Iowa in the heat? And it's like, because that's all I have to do. You know, you get up and ride your bike. <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's all you're doing for the day. And that's just fun. And you're eating pie and food and hanging out with people. Everyone has different ideas of fun. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, we took our guys trip this year to ride through Belgium and France yeah. and the Netherlands. And it was completely amazing. I was just reading this book on different outside of cycling, but this woman who hiked 1400 miles in Wisconsin across this national scenic trail and she said, her friends said, why on earth do you want to do this? And she said, it was actually so peaceful and nice and that all I had to do every day was walk. My life became so simplified mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. beautiful because walking was all that was happening. That's a, you know, I think we've named a couple of the rides. I think everybody knows about the famous Tour de France, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of overseas riding options out there and we mentioned paris roubaix but i found the cape town challenge which looks like this radical weekend ride in in south africa and then in the italian alps i found uh la marmotte which i thought was it looks it weaves you through three days in the italian alps and it can be it's all levels of riding ian what are some that jump out to you that you would love to do or that people should be aware of in case they're traveling places? Sure. Well, I don't know as many recreational rides. I mean, I know there's tons of them everywhere. I think every country has, you know, a couple days of like riding, touring more. I do know of one, I will probably never be in good enough shape to do it, but the the transcontinental race, it's an ultra distance race across Europe. It gets a little more, it's a little hardcore, but yeah, that is just like a crazy race where it's basically, it's, you ride all the way across Europe and there's no set route. It's whoever can get there fastest. And there's not a ton of rules other than any, like any steps you go forward or any traveling has to be by bike or no, no motor powered at least. And you can't have like third parties book your hotels or do anything for you. You just have to do totally self-supported. Yeah, across Europe. So that's one that popped out that's maybe a little bit wild, but that's, uh, re- that's, sounds, really, that's really, sounds really cool. Right up my alley, actually. I was going to say, <laughs> Mike's sitting here like, what? That's Can you a, tell me more? That is a, a future vacation. What did, did you, any jump out to you, Amy? Yeah, so I watched this documentary this past year called Icarus, and it's actually about this director who was really interested in figuring out the doping scandal. And so he actually had doped himself with the help of a doctor um, in this one race called the, I'm going to say it wrong, the Hout Rote. Yeah, the Hout Rote. Yeah, yeah, and it's through the Alps uh, every year. So it was really, it's an interesting documentary in general. It actually won Best Documentary the Oscars this year. But the race itself is, I don't know how many days it is, seven days. And it looks really intense. Yeah, I think there's tons of options out there. And I think that's a misconception, I think, about cycling and biking is that there's only a few rides and it's only for elite riders and only it's a really expensive sport. I think you could from the transcontinental like Europe, where there's like no rules at all to like Pelotonia, which like you have to fundraise five thousand dollars if you want to ride. I think there's a lot more options out there than people realize for cycling, Mm -hmm. you know. Ian, any thoughts on that? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I would agree with you. Like, I live in Des Moines, and I mean, we have trails all throughout town, and you'll see, again, people with the fanciest, most expensive setups to just an everyday normal bike, used bike. And yeah, just go out and ride, I think, is what's most important. Amy, as somebody who you said you primarily ride for when you're racing in a triathlon mm-hmm. or being in that, is there anything out there, misnomers or misconceptions that you think, or maybe even like doing this podcast and researching a little bit more about cycling, it's kind yeah. of giving you a different angle or thought on the sport? I mean, I think sometimes it's kind of that whole thing like, oh, I have to get this certain type of bike or I have to have padded bike shorts. I mean, yes, you probably do, but you don't have to like it's not a necessity Mm. mostly because yeah during that triathlon there were people with like not like great bikes somebody was riding a kogo like (laughs) like, you might as well you know which 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 is like a bike share program yeah kogo's a bike share program in columbus ohio so um (laughs) yeah but you know i think that's what it is is it doesn't have to be expensive it can get expensive but Mm. you know you can just take your bike and go on a ride and it's okay and that's what i think for me you know, this is a, we're an experience seeking like travel community. And to me, biking and cycling is a great way to travel the world. Once you get there, as opposed to doing everything by train or everything by car, everything by airplane, like settling mm-hmm. down into like some small towns and biking from place to place mm-hmm. is a wonderful way to experience the cultures when, of the world. When you were in Iceland, did you see people riding on the ring road? We did see a couple yeah. people riding around the, yeah, all thousand we miles of it was crazy. Wow. Actually, that's a great... The next thing I wanted to hit on was cycling stories that are kind of inspirational for everybody. That, to me, is pretty cool. I mean, Ride, it was, Riding your yeah. whole bike around the ring road in Iceland. Yeah. You know, I want to give a shout out to Ian's dad and his store, Bike Central. They put on... They helped put on this race called Frosty Cross, oh, which okay. is... We did... A, I actually interviewed Ian on a past blog on the site, but Frosty Cross is a multi-day event in in Ian's hometown of Lamar's, Iowa, and you're mm-hmm. riding up ramps. Depending on the weather, you're going through snow, you're going through mud pits, and it's what I love about it is it's people coming out over in November in northern Iowa who just love to ride and love watching people ride. That's cool. And, yeah. and that's really been inspiring to me to just for the love of the game, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, any that jump out to you, Ian? Well, uh, kind of tying in with the bike shop and Bike Central, they help support a group of juniors, junior cyclists, I think aged, oh, probably eight or nine, all the way up to like 16, 17, called the Central Junior Cycling Team. And they've had that program, I want to say, a couple, three or four years maybe now. And to see some of those kids kind of graduate that program, and just go out and ride and train and work really hard is really cool. Like, I know when I'm like, don't want to go outside because it's cold or feeling lazy or whatever, you think about these kids that bust their butts, and that's really neat. That is neat. And that, you know, I think about a benefit cycling has brought to me in my life. And it really has, it's transformed the way in which instead of driving places now in Columbus, you're biking. I bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really got started when I started going on like using biking as like a sport and a workout. And now I don't really use it that much as a workout as much as it actually pained me to have to drive my car <laughs> over you. to Amy's house today to record this podcast because 
<laughs> it's getting darker at night. I have a yoga class about 10 miles away that I wanted to go to and I knew it'd be pitch black and it'd be highway driving home and I couldn't do it. And I was thinking, ah, oh, this is a bummer that I'm not riding my bike. So to me, cycling and biking, these big events has given me the opportunity to change the way in which I see the town and the city and I, that I live in. Yeah. Anything from Amy, from you that you've taken from, I mean, maybe even like, it seems like you've been inspired from like what people have trained for Pelotonia. Yeah. I mean, I think that's awesome. Like just being able to, well, I guess because most of the people I've seen do it are people who've never biked before. And so for them to start from nothing and to be able to do a two day bike event is pretty amazing. We have, and then not only that, then they start doing other things. Like one of the girls who I know who just started actually did the triathlon with me this year, which is amazing. That's awesome. And, and she kicked my ass in biking. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we had our friend, Jill and I had a friend who had, she did not ridden a bike before and she wanted to ride in Pelotonia and she learned to ride a bike just over six that. months just to do Pelotonia. And now she, wow. and it really is. Ian, uh, anything from a benefit standpoint that jumps out to you? from this sport to encourage others maybe that haven't done it as much? Sure. You mean just like like riding in general or? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the obvious, I guess, you know, like obviously working out, being healthy, getting outside and also commuting. Like you said, you've started really looking towards your bike as an actual mode of transportation, which is great. I ride to work a lot. My wife and I like to ride downtown Des Moines, the farmer's market and things. And it's just, uh, yeah, I think that's a really neat benefit. Since we are a travel community, I'd like to give a little shout out to the best farmer's market I've ever been to, which is in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, really? (laughs) It is. If you're in Des Moines, it's a good one. It's big. I'd say get out on a ride with Ian and go to the farmer's market. (laughs) That's cool. Well, (laughs) we have a couple minutes left. I want to do rapid fire questions to wrap up, and I'll ask them and we'll go around the horn here. Why don't I ask him? Okay. Amy's going to ask ask him him. and Ian and I are going to answer. Is that good with you, Ian? Yeah, that's good with me. Okay. Okay. Amy, fire him off. All right. What's the most ridiculous cycling event in the world, Mike? (laughs) I'm going to, from the book, The Renegade Sportsman, which I'll link to in the show notes, the trans, this is also an Iowa race, the trans-Iowa cycling race. This year was perhaps the 14th and final edition of it. And it, when you read about it in The Renegade Sportsman, it is absolutely nuts it's a little bit like what ian described for the trans europe race okay ian maybe crazier no that's a good one i totally forgot about that one (laughs) that's a really good one i don't know maybe the transcontinental race otherwise there's the race across america which is a similar thing where it's you might have some support but it's as fast as you can cross the nation uh, I think the record's like nine days or something. Wow. It sounds like you need to look into these, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have all sorts of new vacation ideas as if I needed more. Okay, who's the first professional cyclist not named Lance Armstrong that pops into your head, Mike? Greg LeMond. Oh, yeah. Pops into my head. <laughs> I didn't know a lot about him. I just knew he was the first American to win the Tour de France. But ESPN came out with an incredible 30 for 30 documentary mm, on him and his story. And it was a really neat I just didn't know a lot about him, and it really opened my eyes to what kind of person he was and how good of a cyclist Mm -hmm. he was. And? I would probably say Tom Bonin. He's a recently retired Belgian professional cyclist who is one of the probably best at what they call the spring classics, those Belgian and French classic races, one-day races, the cobblestones and all of that. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look him up. Look him up. What's the best resource to learn more about the cycling community? Mike? 
hands down, the Richards family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so about we that. Just call Ian whenever we <laughs> Ian or his or Ian <laughs> or his brother Evan or his dad Kevin. I mean, these, these dudes, these dudes, Monty that works at the store with Kevin, all these dudes. No, uh, probably cycling world, but for me personally. If I want to know something in this world or like I have a question, I just go straight to the source. <laughs> These dudes know their stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Ian, Ian what's, what about what do you think? Sure. I would say maybe in that same vein, just like your local bike shops or, you know, bike groups, that's maybe kind of falls under, I think, maybe the misconception things too, that like you can't go into a bike shop and ask a stupid question that a mechanic's going to laugh at you or something, but that's not true. You know, they all just want people to ride and want to help too. So I would say, yeah, look to your local bike shops. That's great. Okay. So this last you do it. <laughs> this last question question I put out there and I just we look these questions up ahead of time, but I just wanted to see if I knew them. Mm-hmm. So I wanna ask I'm just more of asking you, Ian, what I wrote, what does RAGBRAI stand for as an acronym? Uh-huh. How about GOBA and how about TOSSER? I got six out of seven letters for RAGBRAI. I had uh-huh. the register is something Great bike ride across America. Goba, I knew, is the Great Ohio Bicycle Adventure. And Tosserv, I had no idea what that stood for. What about you? Did you know any of these? Well, Rag Ride, of course, I do know that one. I will be honest, I did not know the other two. Yeah, I mean, I know now about Goba in Ohio. I still, I guess I don't know Toss. Tosserv <laughs> Toss. began as a father-son outing in 1962. And okay. its acronym is the Tour of the Scioto River Valley. But I grew up knowing about that race, but I actually had no idea what it stood for. Oh, really? So I just thought it'd be a fun... Is that that in Ohio too then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, cool. It goes north to south and it's like 100 miles a day for two days. Wow. Do you know when that one is? That one is in the summer as well. Okay. Yeah, we'll have the dates for those. Somebody I grew up with would do one of these and I don't know which one it was. And it was always like in May. Yeah. I think it's Toss Surf. Okay. Which we'll have the dates for those. So... Lots coming up this year in the cycling world. Get out and ride your bike or attend an event or support somebody who's riding in a charity event is kind of what I want to leave everybody with. It's a lot of different options for you. So, Ian, thanks for coming on to the Hashtag 59 podcast. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks for having me. And I want to invite everybody to join Amy and I. Take part in our adventures at Hashtag59.com. From there, we have social media channels, contests, and events. And from there, I just say, you know, subscribe to this podcast. Leave us an awesome review while you're there. And thank you so much for listening because adventure travel feeds the soul. Hashtag 59. Signing off.